Welcome back to Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. With me today is Chris Shaylor, and here's a bit about Chris. He has a bachelor's in physical education, Radford University, a master's in sports management, Central Missouri University, and he's had three different jobs with higher education for a total of 10 years thus far. He's been a CrossFitter for roughly eight years now, where he trained as well as competes. And today we're going to talk about health and fitness because, you know, that's his love language, y'all. He loves fitness and he loves his health. So without further ado, welcome Chris Shaylor. Thank you so much. My pleasure. So Chris, your bio was short and sweet, but we definitely know there's more to you than what you put on your bio. So tell us, who is Chris? Ooh, who is Chris? Well, I feel like I'm almost still kind of discovering myself, if that makes any sense, that, you know, I was telling somebody in one of my previous episodes that, you know, I'm not the same person that I was five years ago, and I'm not the same person that I was 10 years ago. And if you want to go back into my college days, I feel like I was a it was complete 180 from the way I am now, but also, you know, some people might say that I've grown up and which I feel that way. And, um, that's probably a pretty long answer, but yeah, I mean, but who I am, I mean, I enjoy CrossFit. I found that out roughly eight to nine years ago, just like you said, and that's been a complete game changer for me as far as mindset, uh, my physical well being, and just, I guess my total outlook on life. And you know, I try to work hard, play hard kind of guy, you know, I, tr I, like, I like having a set routine and um, being able to get my workout in every day when I can, we're away almost every day, five to six days a week. And yeah, and other than that, I'm just a single guy, two wiener dogs, <laughs> just trying to live my best life, I guess. Are you single by choice or? Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. So um, single by choice. I mean, I, you know, I date, don't get me wrong, but um, it's tough. Uh, and I don't know if it's just because some people say I'm picky. Some people say that, or I, I think I just haven't really found the right person. And part of me also says that, you know, I don't even know, maybe I don't know what love is, you know, in college, you know, I had a girlfriend and we were pretty much, pretty much together the whole time. And, but just afterwards, it just kind of, it was more of me just kind of pushing her away just to let her know that, Hey, I want you to go on and do your thing and grow and be do big things with your life. Cause I still didn't know what the heck I was going to do. Even if I graduated from college, cause I was still trying to get my job and figure out, you know, what the net, what the rest of my life was or where it was going. Ah, okay. Thank you for putting the context there. See, we're getting yeah. to lo learn more about Chris. I told y'all he had more to share than what was on his bio. Yeah, and I'm not good. I'm not good at writing bios. Just let's just talk it out. So, Hey, I respect that because a bio is just, you know, a bio, there's more that needs to be uncovered. There's more than just the surface level. We definitely have to go deep diving. Mm -hmm. So whenever you think about health and fitness, what drove you into it? So it's always been a part of my life. Um, so even from being a little kid, I was always athletic and I don't want to say, you know, ADHD, but I probably was just I always had to be doing something and I just didn't want to not staying still unless I was watching a movie for some reason I could just sit and watch a movie but after that I had to be up running around playing and all that good stuff so I got into sports young age playing um, basketball was the main focus there from fifth grade to seventh and eighth grade and you know baseball here and there I think I quit playing baseball in eighth grade but the biggest factor that I found out that my high school was eight through twelfth grade eight through twelfth a real small town no middle schools we went through k through seventh and elementary school and so anyway in ninth grade we were able to take pe or not pe uh weightlifting as uh one of our classes so ninth grade picture me i'm probably roughly just over 100 pounds maybe eighth or ninth yeah this would be ninth grade when i could take it probably 100 pounds maybe a little bit more taking weightlifting okay <laughs> not my scene but i was playing eighth grade basketball before this when it started so you know I already knew some people and I knew I was like I can do this stuff and ain't no big deal but from that progression on when I started learning all the lifting techniques and how much uh doing you know cardio plays into it and just seeing my numbers go up over the past few, or over the weeks in that semester it was like oh wow there's something to this stuff it actually works you know it actually makes you better at uh you know physically better at you know anything as far as 
just running. Um, I could see my performance was different on the courts and it was just, Oh, there's something to this. So um, one of the biggest fact, I mean, that was just got me hooked for sure. Just because it's, Oh man, you know, because right after that semester, I think we, we weren't able to take it again, but I felt myself, I just degressed, you know, I felt myself get slower and like all my weightlifting numbers went down and not that I was throwing up big weights and being trying to be an Olympic weightlifter or anything, but yeah, but I just knew that there was more to this than what, you know, when I first got into it. So I got hooked. Um, and so then on, I just kind of slowly said that, Hey, I want to stay active in some form of way. And, you know, after high school, I still wanted to keep working out. And even though in high school, it just turned to let's do some curls for the girls and just for whatever random workouts I could, <laughs> just, wow. whatever, yeah, just whatever workouts I could get, you know, and it was just like going there, just do a couple pumps. And I wasn't really taking it that serious. Plus, you know, I'd be going out with my friends afterwards and just partying and, having a good time drinking too much sweet tea if you get my drift <laughs> so uh but uh I, when I found my major I majored in physical education that we started taking uh nutrition and more you know weightlifting and more you know obviously physical education classes I said, okay we're getting back into this we got to take this hey stop that my dog's being a crazy idiot right now so I, we had to start taking it more serious and that's when I know it's like okay there's keys to this stuff again and that I want to keep doing this for the rest of my life I don't want to see myself just doing it here just to try to pick up girls and be the cool guy in college but I want to be able when I get older and older be able to still move around and you know not have to depend on somebody to help me around so yeah yeah that makes sense because they say your health is wealth and if you condition your body then you're going to be able to enjoy the wealth that you acquire but if you don't put in the right nutrients in your body you don't eat the right foods then you're going to feel sluggish you're going to feel lethargic and you have no one to blame but yourself because you chose to make those choices so like me I'm a foodie I love food and y'all I'm a bit biased because my husband is a chef so in order for me not to be big as a house I have to work out because I love to eat so if I eat all day long and don't work out I'm gonna get bigger and bigger and I'm not trying to have my 500 pound life and I like working out because it's a way to release endorphins it makes me feel good it makes me look good what am I focusing on strength condition, toning up and all of this stuff, because I have a body goals, not because of the celebrities, but because Genesis wants to look good. I want to keep it fit. I want to keep it fun. I want to keep it saucy. And I always want to keep my husband on his toes because I don't want his little bitty eyes to go wandering. Let's just be real, y'all. So you do what you need to do to get stuff done. So when you think about nutrition, Chris, do you meal prep? Um, I did. So when I, I'm an enemy of nutrition is what I like to say is just because I hate it, you know, it's just like, I love just eating what I want when I want not measuring stuff. And, um, and cause it, it used to stress me out just because it's just like, all right, this is not going to help me in anything or do anything for me. But one of the biggest things that helped me was in 2017, I started Renaissance periodization friend hooked me up with their, you know what that is? No, let's, Put some context around it because okay. I don't so Renaissance <laughs> Periodization is basically a meal prep company, but they do other things. So they provide you with templates based on if you want to lean out, if you want to bulk up, if you want to, you know, start a bot or be- become a bodybuilder or a uh, figure competition. I think it's what or swimsuit competitions, whatever. Like physique look. <clears throat> there you go, physique. Be- yeah, that's what I was trying to say. So they give you a template and they basically based around your weight and they give you guides to eating. So like, it's like, they break down like, all right, so these are the type of carbs you can eat. Here's your proteins and here's your fats. And the one I was doing was um, a lean program. And I think I stuck with it for roughly probably a month, month and a half. So you start out with a base in the first week and you see how much you lose, how, many, how much weight you lose at the end of the week. So then say if I, you lose two to four pounds or whatever it was, you kind of base your food off that. So saying into the next week, it's like, okay, so if I want to cut a little bit more, obviously I will lose or try to, you know, eat less of this certain meal, like if it was breakfast, lunch or whatever. So I was, but I was still eating six times a day. So it was, but the small, yeah, but it was real small meals. They weren't your average size meals. And so one meal was actually after your workout, you had a drink, your protein shake, and you would mix it with Gatorade. 
and to scarf that and you, yeah so the gatorade was just for the sugar in it and it would like restore the glycogen in your muscles hope oh, so it's glucose or glycogen hope i got that right sorry if i didn't sorry don't butcher me too hard if i mess that up but anyway you would drink that like before your workout then immediately after and i noticed ridiculously tremendously is i don't know if there's worse but it's ridiculous results i got so lean i was the leanest i've ever been in my life as far as working out and my performance didn't suffer i was almost the strongest i've had i've been since doing this whole crossfit thing so to answer your question i was meal prepping there but ever since then that kind of got my basis of okay i need this probably this much of chicken or this much of i eat a lot of sweet potatoes i eat like half a sweet potato or whatever and then like for your fats i would just get a handful of peanuts and uh, and you could use like avocado or whatever, but I don't know. Eat nuts were just easier for me to grab and just scarf down my throat as I was walking out the door, I guess. But um, but that so I quit meal prepping, but now I just kind of know it's like, okay, this is how much I need. This is good enough for me. And that's the reason I was like, okay, I feel good with the way I am now as far I'm not as lean as I was then, but I feel good because I don't feel stressed. I feel good that okay, I can just eat this much and I'm and I'm fine and I don't stress over it. And I don't weigh myself every day anymore. And it's just I keep it, that's kind of keep it in the back of my head. And I kind of base my, if you want to say my physical attributes now is just on how I perform in my workouts or at a competition, if that makes sense. Okay. So right now you are still competing like in CrossFit um, competitions. Yeah. I've done two this year. Okay. So like for anyone who's looking to get into CrossFit, like what would be your tips, your advice or et cetera? Ooh, just just go just do it so the bit one of the biggest flaws i don't know if it's a flaw but a lot of people say oh well, i have to be in shape before um i start crossfit no you don't you don't have to be in shape you just got to go start doing it you just got to start doing something i mean if that was the case then you could say that about aerobic aerobics or zumba or body pump or whatever oh, i got to be in shape before i do all that stuff no that's just how you get in shape so uh one of the biggest tips is that depending on male, female, whatever, just leave your ego at the door. Okay. I know some people are athletes. Some people are not athletes, but don't go in there expecting, you know, you're going to be the big dog and you're going to put up exactly the type of weight, or you're going to do handstand walks down through the gym. If, if that's what they want you to do, don't expect that. Now, if you can do it, that's great. I'm hundred percent for it. But I think of one of the reasons that CrossFit sometimes does get a bad name is because you do have people like that, so say, for example, the workout's like, hey, you need to snatch 135 30 times. All right. So let's say you and I are in it, Genesis, and you're like, well, I'm going to compete with Chris and I'm going to do exactly what he does. And it's like, OK, that's fine. But that's if you've not been working out or not been doing anything, you probably shouldn't do that. You should probably just scale the weight down. Know yourself. Stay in your lane is what Kevin Hart says. And and eventually move on to when you see yourself progressing and you get to that weight, you know, you can do it 30 times. And I think that's where the biggest problems is with crossfit is that people get hurt and that's why it gets a bad name and just because they'll say oh i got hurt doing crossfit well you got hurt because you may have done something you weren't at the time supposed to be doing so the biggest tips if i can say is that if you really want to do it go in there start just whatever the workout is talk to the coach hopefully you have a good knowledgeable coach and they'll scale it down for you i mean like i just said handstand walks you don't have to do a handstand walk i mean just because i might be doing that stuff you can just do a handstand hold. You can just resort it down to push-ups. You can even do uh, like box push-ups or wall push-ups. You know, there's a lot of different ways. That's a good thing about CrossFit that you can scale anything down to make it more maneuverable for a person. So just do it, get into it, see how you like it. If you don't like it, then just throw it to deuces and walk out. No big deal. And just find something you want to do. So, I mean, it's not for everybody, but it was for me and I found it and I've met some of the best people in my life around it and that's the reason I keep continuing to do it so and how did you find CrossFit did like did you have friends that were already doing CrossFit that say hey Chris why don't you come check out this CrossFit gym yeah so uh we didn't have a gym at the time in my area so what was going on was that I got my first job working at the uh in higher education I guess I'll say Radford University I don't care I guess nobody's gonna come looking for me but uh so I got my first job and I was a night manager at our student center or student union and there was a student there that was a a student employee there that I was you know overseeing and he was actually talking to me about it and before all this I've done an internship in Florida and strength and conditioning and that was kind of my goal after college was try to be a strength and conditioning coach but it just way life works sometimes it just doesn't happen the way you want it to so anyway, uh, 
So I still wanted to figure out. He he was telling. Well, I was telling him about it. He's like, "Hey, why don't you do this CrossFit thing?" I was like, "What the hell's CrossFit, man? I ain't never heard of this." And this is probably 2010, 2011, and I think CrossFit kind of started in 2009. So it was slowly starting to get some heat behind it. And so anyway, we went to the gym on campus, and he found a couple of workouts. And so I was just doing it with him. You know, I was like, "All right, yeah, this is kind of fun." It was different. You know, we had different workouts every day, and it was, and we were doing stuff, handstand push-ups, and we were lifting weight, and yeah, and we didn't, we weren't doing muscle-ups and stuff because the gym didn't have it. But I was like, well, "This is pretty fun," and you know, being an active little kid at the time, you know, mom even put me in gymnastics when I was little, but that never did. <laughs> yeah, you know, that never did go too far, obviously. So not in the Olympics, but so anyway, it just kind of came to me. And ever since I was a little kid, I was always able to walk on my hands for whatever reason too. But, um, so yeah, I got, I just got into it. You know, we were kept, we did it for probably maybe a month or so, but another employee who was working for the university at the time, he was actually slowly getting into CrossFit as well. And he's one of these guys that, Hey, this is fun. Why don't I just start my own gym and I make this a whole thing. How about I start a brand? And we were like, we're kind of like, yeah, I mean, let's, if you're, if you're serious about it, we'll get behind you with it. And that's kind of how I fell into it. That's so dope. And at your gym now that it's established, is it co-ed? Yep. Yeah. So it's actually, it's predominantly probably rough estimate, probably 70% female, 30% guys is what I would say. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we have a lot more females coming down to our gym. Think you could be scoping yeah. and hoping in CrossFit. Yeah. And there's a there's a couple of other local gyms that are scoping open. <laughs> that had a load in my brain there for a second. But uh, there's a lot of other gyms that are uh, very similar like that. Their uh, population is more female than male, which I don't know why, but it's just how it's going. I don't know. I can't say that for in every gym, but my area, that's how it is. I think a lot, in my opinion, a lot of women these days, especially since the pandemic like they don't want to have the COVID body because you know when things were shut down we were forced to stay at home and we couldn't go to the gym we couldn't work out and so all this tension was built up and then whenever things opened up depending where you're listening at things just went wide up they went from being shut to wide up and then we're like, okay, this is this gives me a balance to do something that is for me, number one, but does something that is good for my mental health, my physical health, my emotional health. Because when you exercise, it doesn't just help you look good, but it helps you feel good. And if you mm-hmm. feel good, you're going to be like, oh man, I'm tiptoeing on these marble floors. I feel like a bag of money, all those good things, whatever you need to say to pump yourself up you're just doing it right and I feel like no matter if it's Zumba because I do Zumba and I do HIT, which is high intensity interval training and then I was doing like uh weights and stuff because my best friend used to be a bodybuilder but mm-hmm. I was like dude I'm not trying to look like she hope but I do want to you know be lean and cut and tone like y'all I'm trying to get my arms like thing because you know when people hold up their arms and you see that flabbiness like no that's not me I want my arms to be toned defined like you know Angela Bassett if you ever seen her like the way her body is and cut not that I'm trying to be Angela Bassett y'all but I just like the cutness the defineness and just overall toned up so I feel like women are trying to do things that are fun that doesn't seem like work in my opinion so I feel like with CrossFit you just get in there and you zone out you're in a different place and you don't think about work you're not thinking about your spouse you're not thinking about your kids and people see you as an equal in CrossFit whereas whenever you go into other workout place they're like oh sweetie do you really think that you should be lifting that that's a little too heavy or well let me help you No, did I ask for a spotter no I got this back up chill out I got it you know and so I feel like that's why in my opinion I've started to see more women doing CrossFit but I'm definitely going to probably have to survey my friend because she's really into CrossFit and she looks amazing yeah I mean um I think that's also since we're kind of touch on this that everyone has their own definition of a perfect physique I guess you could say and that you know if if you talk to the wrong, I'm not even the wrong people, but everyone's got their right to their own opinion. But somebody might say that, you know, if somebody's lean and like a female, she has 10% body fat or whatever. So, Oh, well, she looks like a man. She's pretty jacked. And, and I mean, 
I don't think so. I, I would now I was like, I thought she looked pretty good to me, bro. <laughs> you know, and but you know, if you're lean, you're lean. And there's a difference between lean and bulky. And I think that's where somebody was to say, because you're lean, oh, you're real bulky. You're starting to look like a guy. Well, no, it's not, that's not true necessarily. I mean, obviously they have female bodybuilding and those, you know, like look Ronnie Coleman. But yeah, yeah, they just do the lat spreads and everything. And that's fine if that's what you want to do. But again, it's all what your ideal goal is, you know. And for me, I don't think looking lean is very different than being bulky. And so, yeah, I'm not really sure if I had the right point where I was going with that, but I just think that just know what your physique goals or your ultimate fitness goals are and just go after them. And who cares what everybody else says? I mean, just block out the mechanism and do what whoever said person wants to do. I mean, that's one thing I've learned is that if you keep worrying about other people, you'll never do anything you want to do. And I think Roosevelt said comparison is a thief of joy. So, yes, that he did say that and I want to encourage people because I love what you said like do what's best for you because it makes you happy and whatever your fitness goals are stick to it and don't let anybody try to sway you otherwise because it's personal to you like stop trying to be a carbon copy stop trying to be a robot or anything like that but be uniquely you so whatever makes you happy whatever makes you feel good whatever makes you look good then do that because it is about you and your journey. And yes, we sometimes we live in vanity and we see another girl or a woman and you're like, dang, she looks good. But mm -hmm. you don't know the amount of work that she's putting in to see those results. Or like males, sometimes males be like, dang, I don't know how males say it because I don't want to say it in a weird way. And I don't want any guys listening to be like, nah, we didn't say it that way. But like, there are some males who are, you know, heterosexual, not homosexual. And they're like, oh, that guy looks good, but not in a form that is demeaning who they are as a, as a male. But then there are some men who, you know, they, they own what is going on with their body. Like, for example, Will Smith came out with the dad bod where like he was just um, poking out his belly and just showing oh. that. And then people started to jump on the bandwagon because they're like, it's hard to be in a pandemic. You have to be a father. You have to be a husband. And you have so many things going on that you don't have time to do things that are conducive. But I want to encourage everyone. We all have 24 hours of the day, the same amount of time, but you carve into your schedule what's important for you. If it's not important for you mentally, physically, and emotionally, then don't put it in your schedule and stop allowing people to break into your schedule if you're if they're not going to allow you to break into theirs. So set up healthy boundaries and get stuff done. For sure. For sure. And just kind of touching what, what you just said, though, that I feel like I'm kind of I don't know if I'm kind of over exaggerating this, but I'm not afraid. Like I'm pretty well aware of how my body works and like what I feed it and like what works for me. And not everybody has to do exactly meal prep or whatever, but if that's what they want to do to get where they need to be, go for it. But, you know, also if, you know, I, I appreciate a female who actually takes care of herself and wants to be lean or, or bulky or whatever you are. I mean, like I said earlier, I was like, bro, I think she's looking pretty good. So, and just, if that's what you want to do, do it. But if not, you know, that's your thing. And if you want to go and do other stuff besides fitness, that's fine too. But that's just kind of what I found in my life. And like you said, brings me joy. And I kind of look forward to it every day as far as a stress reliever and getting to hang out with my friends and just throwing down weight. So, and again, like there's people beside me, we're all do going through the same thing and it sucks for everybody, but it's just weird, weird way, weird ways you have fun, I guess you could say. So. And then I guess some other health and fitness tips that I would throw in there too, Chris, is like whenever you think about health, like don't always make it seem as if a like it's a chore because if you make it seem like it's a chore, you're not going to hold yourself accountable and you're not going to stick to it because then it's seen as a mundane task. So like if you want to eat healthy, think about all the things that you like and think about fun ways that you could eat those healthy foods or whatnot mm -hmm. and make it something that's enjoyable, not tedious. And then whenever you think about fitness, like if you like to rollerblade, rollerblade, cause that's fun and you're getting in your exercise. You like to ride a bike, go bike ride and find some trails that are close to your house or whatever and do that. That's a way to get your body moving. If you like to swim, swimming, oh my gosh, y'all, it is a full body workout like. Y'all, I was swimming for three weeks, um, back to back, 
And I have not swam in three weeks because my body was so sore because I was swimming. I was doing Zumba and I was like, I have to take a break because when I got out of that pool after being in it for an hour to an hour and a half, I was like so tired. And I was like, all I want to do is just pour a nice glass of wine, have some good cheese or whatever, and just relax. But then I had to tell my tell my buddy, I was like, Ricky, I need to come to your house and I need to pick back up on my swim schedule. And he's like, all right, whenever you want to come. Because uh, I have, I like to swim be- with people, y'all, because it makes it fun. Like you're having fun, but then you're also conditioning your body too. Another thing, skateboarding. Like I'm not a, the best skateboarder, but like I do it. So because my nephew loves to skateboard and that's a way that I could bond with him. Like I'll get on the long board and I'll try to hold my balance. And while you're holding your balance, you're also working on your core. So for you ladies who are listening, if you want your core to be like nice tone, like try skateboarding or now there's this other board with this big old wheel. I don't even know what it's called, but I One got more. on- what is it? The one wheel? Yeah, it's like one wheel in the center. Yeah, it's got a one wheel. Their things one are wheel? Yeah. And, and then he had this other one where it's like a skateboard, but it has two wheels. And then like you use your hips to move the board. Do you know that one? I don't know that one. It looks like, it kind of looks like, imagine like if you were using like a canoe, like, and it looks like the little canoe paddle, but just with wheels. Maybe I'm not, I don't know what it's called y'all, but I tried to get on it with my nephew, Caleb, and I just could not do it. I fell and I was about to bust my ass. And I was like, Caleb, this is not for me. Auntie will try other stuff, but that one, I will not, I can't do that anymore, but I'll try it with the kids. Cause you know, I'm still young. I'm hip. I'm fun. But that's, that's <laughs> just other things to like, think about fitness things that you could carve into your routine. If you like to run, go for a run and then put put yourself like on a timer like so if you have a smartwatch or if you have an apple watch or whatever and then every time you run try to beat your last stint that you had before and that's also a way for you to track your progress but to also work up to your goals there and you have to have some type of goals and your goal is not going to look the same as your bestie it's not going to look the same as your your bae your boo your man your whatever whatever terms of endearment you use for your partner but those are just some fun tips I want to throw out there just to get your mind thinking about health and fitness because your health is equal to your wealth and if you don't have your health how are you going to enjoy the wealth the fruits of your labor you work so damn hard but then what good is it going to be if you're in aches and pains i agree 100 <laughs> percent. i mean that's very well said so chris whenever you think about other ways that you like to get in your health and your fitness, what are some fun things that you like to do? And then we'll play a game at the end. Oh, a game. Okay. So other things I like to do besides health and fitness, huh? Um, wait, wait, besides right outside the CrossFit gym or what do you mean? Yeah. Outside of CrossFit. Oh, okay. Um, actually I'm probably pretty lazy outside of the CrossFit gym. <laughs> um, I mean, I've been known to do a hike or two. I mean, do I like it? I'll do it, but I wouldn't say I actually, I mean, I get something out of it. I guess it's fun to do one time. They're like, all right, I'm done. So do I go every weekend? No, but I guess it's okay to do. Um, let's see. I don't really, I mean, we play a lot of spike ball outside the gym. Do you know what spike ball is? No. What is that? So it's uh, basically pitcher volleyball, but with only four people and there's a net in the center of the four people and you're trying, you get three hits to knock the ball back into the net. And so it's two versus two. Yeah. And it's just kind of basically volleyball, but with a different, but yeah, you kind of, that's how you, it's, and you got to slap it into the net. So we play a lot of that. Um, but other than that, I mean, you know, I've done a couple of tough mutters and uh, not the Spartan races, but I think it's called a savage race. I've done those and they're, they're pretty fun. They're, yeah, they're pretty fun to do. Um, if you don't mind running and doing different obstacles, but, um, I do, I play, I used to play a lot of golf. I was, I used to do that a lot. And I slowly got out of that because it seemed like all my friends were getting married and having kids and, <laughs> and I was still just kind of, well, I don't really want to go play by myself, but you know, and then also it's, it's, I don't know, just wasn't doing it for me exactly anymore. So I'd probably play once a month now if I play at all. Maybe, maybe it doesn't that. But yeah, I mean, and I'm always up for like if somebody wants to go play basketball or something at a rec center or whatever. I mean, I still do that. But 
other than that, I mean, I do, you know, CrossFit, you know, five to six days a week. So that pretty much takes up a lot of my time as long as my full-time job. So, um, yeah, so I guess when I'm at home, I, I'm at home or I'm just going out, just doing random stuff. I'm just trying not to be, fit, you know, physically fit at that time. Keep the fitness on the side for a little while. So. And you have fur babies because I hear him squeaking his toys. Yeah, yeah, they like to, uh, whenever I get on here, sometimes start playing <laughs> Half the time they don't ever do anything, but it seems like when I start sitting down here talking to people, they just decide to make themselves get their little bit of fame. So, so let's play this game, this fun game, and we're gonna okay. get to know more about Chris. Don't think about these questions; just enjoy and just loosen up, let loose, hang oh, loose, okay. bro. Right. So, <laughs> favorite yeah. color? Favorite color? Blue. Maybe Ooh. wait. Maybe red. What? Blue. I'm going blue. I said blue first. Okay, that's my favorite color. Yeah, team blue. Okay. Are you a beer, wine, or neither drinker? Uh, lately, it's been more wine over beer. But yeah, just, I don't know, just, I don't know, because I don't know anything about wine. So I feel like the more I drink it, that, you know, I'll be able to talk halfway intelligent about it. So, you know, I, I pour myself a glass of red wine, but it's usually just me going to the grocery store and just, it's got a cool label. I guess I'll just buy that one. So, but I couldn't tell you anything why I'm buying it or whatever, but it's pretty good. Um, We just got to, new brewery here in town so i just i don't know beer sit kind of heavy on me but i do like a good ipa or a good uh just pilsner so they're pretty good i guess but um but yeah more wine but usually my go-to is a glass of bourbon to be honest with you so oh okay got yeah. it yes that's my good thing on a saturday night watch a movie pour myself a glass of bourbon and just chill <laughs> so as far as traveling what's your favorite destination spot mm um so haven't been anywhere in the past few years obviously but um we got to go to boston this is when i was working in wreck and wellness here on camp and yeah boston <laughs> and uh we got to go there for a conference it was um i mean nasa conference i don't even know i don't even remember the name of the conference now it's been so long but anyway we got to go see fenway we went through uh saw the Capitol, i guess the golden globe or whatever it's called and went th- you know, i got to see uh the garden and yeah i guess that's been my first favorite i saw paul revere's old house i think and um so yeah i just i don't know I, I never got to go to a lot of big cities growing up so when i go to a big city it's just it's, oh man it's one of my things and one of my also things is i gotta at least go see the stadium or visit it in some form so just because i had a goal in life or still have a goal in life to visit every major league baseball stadium in america so i'm trying to do that but uh, probably boston i would say right now it's been pretty fun Okay, you got to put Houston on your on your list and come see Minute Maid Park. That's 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 on there. <laughs> I want to go all through Texas and get them all done. So, oh, see, you almost had me sing a song. All my exes live in Texas, like I'm George Strait. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that that's a goal. So hopefully, I will make it down there and just visit everything. So, or favorite food. Ooh, that's that's tough for me. I'm not really a foodie, but. And- Okay, let's let's wait, pass on, that on. one. Wait, 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 hold on. Let me let me think. You know, some I I'm probably 50 Italian, so I would probably some type of Italian food, maybe. Um, but I will crush some popcorn. I know that every time I go to a movie, I get a large popcorn and a cherry coke, and I will crush it all by the end of the movie for sure. Sometimes halfway through. So probably uh, we'll go. I will stick with Italian. Maybe a nice fat prime rib. Italian. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. So we'll go along with those three. Five dream car. Ooh, here recently it's been the mid-engine Corvette, the ones that just came out, the twenty twenty ones. But when I was little, I saw a poster of it. It was a nineteen ninety three, I think, and it was a blue Dodge Viper GTS, and it had an old school body style, and it had like silver, or I think it was silver or white um, racing stripes going down. And I was like, man, one day, hopefully that'll be my car. But uh, yeah, I, I, that's one that sticks out the most for me is that Dodge Viper. It's a nineteen ninety three, but um i also wouldn't be opposed to some type of you know lamborghini murcielago or anything so if anybody wants to hit me up with that hint hint wink wink that's nice. all right all right okay i see you when we both get our dream cars yeah. we're gonna pull up to to the street light and we're gonna race because i my car would be a lamborghini black on black with some blue neon lights because blue is my favorite color and i want to race a guy because i want him to think oh man who's driving that car man that car is nasty and nasty in a good way y'all and i'm gonna roll down my window he's like oh it's a girl and i'm like yep let's race because i love 
Fast cars. Do you know who the Mellow Ball is? Place for the Charlotte Hornets? Uh-uh. So there's a thing on the Insta face today that he pulled up in like a neon green Lamborghini and he got, got out in this neon green. I'll, I'll, I'll DM it to you here later, but he got out in this neon green like suit and is like, man, that looks badass. But he also looked, had these huge boots on that like, gave him this much more hype. It looked weird, but it looked pretty sweet. But anyway, I don't know where I, I just want to throw that out there. I, don't know where I, was I going love with. that. And then a sexy car. I always liked the G wagons, but this is not about me. Um, <laughs> So, <laughs> well, I like the Tesla Cybertruck if that ever comes out. Have oh, you seen that? The Cybertruck? Is it the boxy looking one? It's like a, yeah, like a box, I guess. But it looks like Elon Musk did this whole thing on it and he tried breaking the glass in it and he took a sledgehammer to it. And, and they couldn't because it was like bulletproof or something. Yeah. And they finally broke the glass somehow. I forgot what he did. They threw a metal ball at it and it finally broke. But yeah, but yeah, it was bulletproof. Oh. <laughs> so maybe one day. Maybe nice Tesla. Okay, so now we're going to get into the scoping and hoping question. What would your ideal partner be? And this is so we could put a plug in case anyone's listening that wants to slide (laughs) in your DM. Um, So I've been asked that a few times in my heyday or my life here. But um, (laughs) uh, so ideally that, you know, I do want somebody that doesn't have to be big into fitness but and then but also want somebody who just takes care of themselves you know kind of based on what i do they don't have to go hard every day like i do but um you know somebody who has a good sense of it though that's at least cares about it uh they don't have to be active every day um i want somebody who who i would like was that, that i can talk to without feel like i'm talking to a brick wall you know we can actually have a meaningful halfway intelligent conversation and you know, you come out like, man, that was just, that just felt good. That just felt good to talk, sit down and talk with them. And it, it didn't even have to be, you know, like, oh, I'm just, just talking her up just so I can make my move later. But it was just like, you just enjoy the conversation, you know? Um, someone like that, someone that, you know, has got a good head on their shoulders that we don't have to do everything together, but, you know, we have similar hobbies, I guess. Um, I guess kind of what I was talking about earlier, but you know, like I was talking about, if I want to go play golf, you know, one weekend with the boys, that it's not going to be a big deal, <laughs> you know, and that just come right back. I'm like, all right, you want to do something this weekend? All right, let's do it. You know, and, you know, have some of the similar same morals and values that I do and that just that, you know, we can grow old together, I guess. And, you know, I just kind of have to, you know, and we can be each other's, like for a better word, cheerleader and support each other. And, you know, if you have goals that you want to be somewhere with your professional career or, whatever have you, your side business that, oh yeah, I got your bag. Don't worry about it. And then vice versa, you know, that if I want to go off and do something random and try to start a business from the ground up that, okay, you still got my back. But, um, but yeah, I think, I think that's probably the gist of it all. You know, I like that. Y'all heard that y'all. So plug in, (laughs) slide in that DM in case something Mm -hmm. resonates with you. Uh Let's build. Remember our best friends were once strangers. So keep that in mind. And eight. <laughs> Wait, go I, ahead. I, I got a question for you. Okay. So, okay. and that's because I was thinking about this earlier. So, in a girl's perspective, is the first kiss like the best thing? Like, does that mean the most to them after the relationship? Just because it's, you know, like we're sitting there and like, oh, is he going to kiss me? What's he going to do? And then, like, after that, it's like, all right, it's over. And like, that's the highlight of it all. Or, cause like, I feel like a guy, like, I get a, like, kind of a rush out of it. She's like, you get ready to make your move and you're like, oh man, what if she rejects me? How am I going to react after that or whatever? So I, I am not like an expert in the dating field. Well, neither am I, obviously. So it's okay. But, but I did get married. I am married, y'all. And it, it took me a while to get there. My husband broke up with me four times and I told him the next time we're not going to get back together. So like the first kiss, like I did not have high expectations because I went through some really bad relationships before. And so whenever I started dating my husband, I had like my guard up. So I was like, oh, okay. If he kisses me, he kisses me. If not, then hey. But then, so I didn't like really set the bar high, but like if it, like I could like kind of feel like if someone gives you a kiss, you could kind of feel how that kiss makes you feel if that makes sense and sometimes if it's the right person it feels like fireworks goes off or like you feel like butterflies in your stomach or something like that I don't know 
So yeah. and each each case is different. Like whenever I'm thinking about like my past relationships, I really had to think about that there, y'all, because I was like, oh, when I was dating uh, my ex before my husband, he was an investment banker, and I really didn't want to go on a date with him. But when he kissed me, I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of nice. And then whenever I started dating my husband, the first date he didn't. I don't even think we kissed on the first date because I was like, I don't even know if I'm in like this dude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, and then afterwards, whenever he finally gave me a kiss, it came unexpected. So I wasn't even like prepared for it, but it was nice. I was like, oh, okay. So, I mean, I guess where I was going with that is that some, you know, when you get married, some people will say like, you know, the downfall, especially if you're hanging out with your boys. And I'm generally speaking here. I'm not just saying this is every case, but they're like, oh, are you okay with sleeping with one person for the rest of your life? And it's like, all right, yeah, that's probably no big deal, I guess. But, you know, some people might say like, no, nah, I think I'm going to really just miss first kisses for the rest of my life. And I guess that was like, I guess where I was going with that question. So that's what I guess I think first dates, because a date is more meaningful to me than a kiss, because the dates can tap into different um, areas. Like, how did they make me feel when I talked to them? Like, did we hold hands? Was it like sentimental? Like, where was our date at? Like, what type of mood was it? And stuff like that. Versus like a kiss, like, because a kiss is just like a kiss. Like, it happened so fast, you know? Mm -hmm. But I think different floats for different folks is what I say. <laughs> well, I agree with that, too. And I've always been seen as one of the guys because I like to do guy stuff, y'all. I love to race cars. I like to ride ATVs, Polaris's, like all this other stuff. And sometimes I felt like I always had a bunch of guy friends. So they saw me as one of the guys, even though I was a girl. I was like, I am a woman. I don't have a penis, but um, <laughs> I just like I just like chilling out and I don't want to dress up and feel like I'm competing with another woman because I'm Genesis and I'm in my own lane. So I'm going to get in where I fit in, not just be somewhere else. So yeah, if that helps you put some context around why I answered my question the way it did, because <laughs> another woman may not answer it the way I did. Yeah, I just, you know, it's just nice to get a different perspective on it and just say, okay, yeah, but I think I agree that everyone's got their own thoughts on it. So, but it's nice to kind of weigh them all out and say, okay. Yeah. Just make sure you have your lips moisturized too. That's just a tip. <laughs> <laughs> and your breath, like make sure your breath is like nice. Like don't kiss her after you ate onions or garlic or something that has your breath like just off. Like, no, because then that's just like a big turn off, y'all. Um, <laughs> so but this ain't a first kiss podcast but i just wanted to get that perspective real quick so. so eight so if you think about your childhood and where you are now what's your biggest accomplishment and why i think probably just getting to where become the man who i am today just hmm, that's a good question I like that. So, you know, childhood, like, I, you know, obviously, I think I said I grew up in a small town. There's really no stoplights. It was all cornfields. And, you know, I think, a little, you know, last week, we kind of discussed public education a little bit. And I feel like, you know, I never was never really given all the tools handed to me to actually become successful. And I'm not saying I'm successful by any means. Everyone has their own definition of success. But, you know, like at my senior I don't know what you call it. It's like a senior scholarship fund in high school that they give out scholarships to all the students going to college. I didn't get anything. And I feel like I was like, I don't know if I was the only person who didn't get anything, but I was, there was not many who, or not many of us that didn't get anything. So I was already, and I already didn't know what the heck I was going to do as far as go to college or if I wanted to go to trade, uh, trade school or anything or just go work. And so, yeah. So at that point, again, like I was just confused in my life, didn't know where I was going to be. And I was like, Oh, I'm already, going to fail coming out of high school but the only thing I knew is that some people in my classes were going to the local community college and I chose to go to one that was a little bit further away and just because like well I don't want to hang out with the same people we did in high school but little be known that when I went to that it was still that uh community college is here next to Radford University basically and a lot of my other friends came to Radford University so after my classes at community college I would just come over here and just party with them because I was just jump right back into my comfort zone and so yeah and then like that just continued on all through uh college and then, then after college I didn't have a job again like I said earlier so I was I found an internship in Florida doing that street conditioning thing and that lasted six months 
came back home after that and had no idea like what to do with my life after that because I didn't have another job. And that's kind of how I fell into the higher education because they gave me their first or gave me my first full time job. And that's why I just stuck on that plan. So, yeah, I guess what to say is that I at one point in my life growing up, I was like, I have no idea what the heck I'm going to do. So, yeah. So now I'm, you know, like I said, I'm not becoming a millionaire overnight or anything, but I'm actually feel like, all right, well, compared to most people, I'm actually doing pretty well. And, you know, I'm counting, counting my blessings and, you know, looking back to where I was and where I've gone. And just, I feel like if I kept making small, small decisions that are actually good, be pay off in the long run, it would work. And yeah. And I guess everyone has that in their life and that they're always going to not always know what they're going to do. But, you know, like I said, my one point in my life, I was, I literally had no clue. And that was the only reason I went to go with my master's degree. Cause I thought I was becoming a loser and that I was like, I got to do something to set myself apart from other people and figure out what I'm going to do. And that's when I started pushing people away from me. And like the girl I've seen at that time, I, like I told you, now go live with your life. You know, just don't worry about me. I'll figure it out. I don't want to be the guy holding you back. And so, and that's what I felt like. I literally felt like, cause I was, you know, still living with my parents at that time. And yeah, I think that's yeah, just becoming who I am today. And that hopefully if I stay on this path that, you know, the future holds a lot more for me. And, you know, one good quote that, you know, that kind of sticks with me is that there's a book, uh, it's called The Compound Effect. Have you ever heard of it? Mm -mm, I have not. So I read it, I forget when I read it, but it's basically the gist of it is, you don't have to read it now, but if you make small, (laughs) if you and your listeners don't have to read it either, but if you make small decisions in your life, and even if it's just gaining 1% um value every day that that one percent is going to keep adding up over time and like i said you're playing a long game so for example if somebody we're talking a little bit about oh, wait this wait. sounds familiar i think this millionaire that i had on my show talked about the compound effect did does it talk about a penny if you take something with a penny yep, yep, okay yep. yeah go ahead yeah. yeah okay so that part is there like if you have a, if you were given the option to get three million dollars today or a penny that doubles in value every day for 31 days which one would you take and uh, long story short or not even story short but at, by the end of it by the end of 31 days that penny would be worth i think 10 million dollars or so where you still the other person probably just took three million and so that's all just of it so even a person if you want to relate it back to health and fitness and that i got a theory that if anybody wants to work out they can work out if you really want to try to lose weight you can lose weight and it doesn't have to be the way i do it or anybody else does it but if you're able to walk to the refrigerator you can you can walk around your block you know and that and, you know, and I'm not saying go out and start walking three miles eventually, but if you just say, hey, I'm going to walk to the end of my driveway and back, and I'll do that for a week. The next week you say, hey, all right, so maybe I'll walk to the end of my driveway and maybe a little bit down the road and back. And you do that for a week. And you slowly just keep gaining that percentage or those little gains over time and those little dubs, and you'll eventually get to where you want to be, I think. You know, and I'm not saying, I think that's the case for a lot of people, that if you really want to do something, you'll do it. But if you don't, yeah, you always find a million reasons to say no and because i've been that guy before it's just i almost probably been scared of success or i just made up reasons like no nah, i'm not going to do that screw it i don't care so i like that answer so the answer was the man that you have became today and what helped you was the book the compound um imp- the compound impact or the compound effect compound effect the same with that book i mean that's not a big part of my, my life but that was one reason like hey it doesn't I think people think it's always has to be an overnight success and that it's going to be shortcuts. And yeah, there's probably some things that that applies to, but it's not everything. And that if it's worth doing, it's probably not going to come easy is one thing I've heard. So, And then nine, Apple or Android? Oh, Apple for sure. Ah. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? No, no, don't do that to me. No, I don't know. I've always been an Apple fanboy. Just, I I don't know. I got the first, I'm not one of the first iPhones. Was it four? I think it was my first iPhone. And ever since then, it's like, man, this stuff is just so nice. It just made it good. So. so just a little transparency. So I'm team Android with my phone, but team MacBook with my laptop. Oh, let's go. Okay. And then 10, this is a question. You could ask me anything that you want to know. So nothing's off the record. I feel like I already asked it with the first kiss thing. And I was probably like, because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, when I first put it out and while you're talking, I was like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't ask that. It might have been a little too personal. So, <laughs> um, but I, I mean, we're, I'll ask, uh, we'll see. I'll think of another one real quick. Um, so what is your 
plans for your future? I was talking about hopefully to keep growing and doing something, get growing to bigger, better things with mine. I mean, what do you see for yourself? So I definitely want to travel worldwide, um, talking about my books, talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion, build my visionary coaching business up because I truly believe that I have been given a gift to really talk to people and inspire people to get outside of you know, the rut that they may be in. And once they know who they are, they're not going to fall victim to who everyone says that they aren't. And I would love to just give back to, you know, the community back home in the Caribbean, because I am Caribbean and South American, I'm Afro-Latina. And just to go back and really get to see where my dad was from in Curacao, and really submerge myself in the culture and not be so Americanized, because I'm first generation American. And then where, where my mom's from, she She's Caribbean. She's from St. Vincent and the Grenadines, so the West Indies, just to really buy property down there and just build it up because sometimes those people want to leave, but they may not necessarily have the opportunity to come here or they may feel like, oh, I can't leave my home and go somewhere unfamiliar. So I definitely want to give them a sense of America. And then me really learn more about my culture and where I came from and et cetera. So those are some life goals that I have and where I see myself and I love to travel. So that's one reason why I want to go worldwide because the world is such a big, beautiful place. And just being in one spot is not going to afford you the ability to expand your knowledge. You're not going to connect with other people who are different from you. And you're not going to try all those yummy foods because I'm a foodie y'all. So whenever I go to different places and I travel, pre-pandemic I like to try what's unique to that place that I'm in and I really like to understand not just the tourists but the locals because sometimes they don't they only show you what they what makes it seem glamorous but no put me where the, where the locals are and tell me what the foods are like what are the shortcuts and all of that stuff so that's me y'all <laughs> I like that And so, Chris, let's close us out by telling the listeners and viewers once again who you are, how they can connect with you on social media, and your CTA. Oh, okay. Um, Well, I guess if you want to find me, uh, Instagram is probably one of the better places, Chris underscore S-H-E-L-O-R. You can find me on that for sure, and that's one I'm most active on. Uh, I have a podcast, Sheeler Select, if you want to go tune into that. Um, try to put episodes out every Monday. Um, yeah, but other than that, I think that's uh, the main things I got for you. Um, keep following. Uh, yeah, just follow my IG is probably the main thing. Yeah, I'm on Facebook too, but you know I don't do a lot on that anymore, especially since now they're getting a name change and all that. Might delete that account actually. But <laughs> so. there you have it, listeners and viewers of Gems. You just heard Chris Shelor. And you can tap in with him on Instagram. All of his contact information will be in the show notes. And make sure you really focus on your health and fitness because once again, your health is equivalent to your wealth. And we want you to perform at your optimal level and be the best version of yourself. Not nobody else, but you. You were uniquely created. You are a masterpiece and your destiny assignment and calling is waiting for you to show up and show out. Signing out with peace, Love and lots of blessings, Genesis Amars Kent and Chris Sheelor. Thank you. Thanks. This was fun. <laughs>